is up, friends? Okay, wow, this is way different. So, hi, let me just say that first. Hello, if you're listening to my voice, hello. My name is Tim. I usually run a podcast with two other people called the Coffee Theology and Jesus Podcast, but I'm not doing that right now. Instead, I'm making my own solo podcast, and it's kind of weird, I gotta be honest, monologuing to GarageBand and not to two other people. So, Forgive me if this is a little awkward for my first time doing this, but hello. So, um, you saw my podcast, you clicked on it. Yes, welcome to the New Evangelicals podcast. Okay, wow, that's a lot to say. Um, That is kind of crazy for me. I'm holding my hands up to my head just saying that's insane. This is a very cool moment for me. Um, So if you don't know, I started an account on Instagram called The New Evangelicals, and um, it's been growing like crazy, which is great, and I'm honored to have so many amazing people on there. But I think at this point in the journey, for us to have a deeper conversation um, on some of the topics that I cover on the Instagram, we need a podcast. So this is my first episode on this podcast. Really quick, wanted to give my story to you guys and girls. I'm sorry, that's a bad habit I have. I say you guys a lot. I don't mean that to be um, only for the guys. So I'm trying to say friends more often. Quick side note. But that being said, I wanted to give my friends out there um, a little snapshot of me, of how I grew up, because I have a feeling that my story is not very unique in the sense of I think many of us have had a similar upbringing. So here we go. I grew up homeschooled. I grew up in the church my entire life. I had two great parents um, and my entire childhood overall was very positive. There's no no doubt about that. So we were at the church every time it was open. um, I was involved in um, youth group. I was involved in small groups. I was always very much a committed believer. Um, I never rebelled. I never was a bad kid, never did drugs. Um, I waited uh, to get uh, for sex until I got married. Um, I did everything right. And honestly, even right now, I, I would still um, identify as someone who's a committed Jesus person. So when I was 18, um, I spent some time overseas with um, a friend who was doing missions work. I was in uh, Belgium and Finland and in Germany for a month in each country. Um, and at the the last stop was Belgium, and we, we were going to work with a church there that met in bars around the city. And I remember talking to my friend Jerry at the time and saying, Jerry, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, keep in mind, I was Baptist, and we did not drink. Alcohol was seen as a major no-no in my house. And I told him, the idea of a church meeting in bars, I, I just don't know, man. I, it doesn't seem right. It, it, it doesn't seem biblical to me. But, I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm on a missions trip, so I kind of have to adapt and go with it. And that was the beginning of me realizing that my church experience was not the only way to approach church. And granted, this was a long time ago now. I'm 32. But that experience really stuck in my head, and that was Honestly, that was the first thread that started unraveling so much for me. When I got back to um, to New Jersey, which is where I live, I was able to be with a group of people, a community of people that were able to talk about that experience and also ask the question, what is church? And from there, I started really deconstructing what church is, what it isn't, and comparing that to my evangelical upbringing. That's the sound of me prepping the grill with Reynolds Wrap. And the sound of me not doing dishes. 
and the sound of me spending more time outside with my family. Easy prep, cook, and clean. Make time with Reynolds Wrap. I like the sound of that. This whole time, of course, I've been in church. I've been serving in church. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a drummer. I play um, music in the church. So I've been involved in the church my entire life, even while I was going through this process. And then as I got older, um, that's when a lot of my theology started to unravel more and more, right? This uh, idea that the Bible is clear and and it is clearly God's word and that we have to obey it and we'll live a happy, long life. That idea started to unravel and I started to realize through studying it that the Bible was complicated and it's not primarily written in, in English and how we got it isn't from heaven up above. Um, and from that point on, more and more things started to unravel. And then for me, I think a big tipping point was in 2016, when Donald Trump got elected, it really bothered me to see so many evangelical leaders and people that I grew up with who were um, almost like my second parents, people who taught me how to um, treat women, people who taught me how to love my neighbor, were all of a sudden justifying why Trump was a good choice for Christians and why Hillary Clinton wasn't. Now, don't misunderstand. I was not a fan of Hillary Clinton. I actually voted third party. But the point was that it was a very partisan effort to use Jesus and the Bible and really the evangelical church as a weapon to get Trump in office. And of course, I don't have to reiterate watching the past four years, um, this unholy alliance of the Re Republican Party and the evangelical church in one, very discouraging for, for I think so many of us. And so that's a big picture overview snapshot of kind of where I've been and, and where I am now. And at this point in my life, I really had to rethink so much of my theology. What is the gospel? What is so important about this Jesus person? What is the Bible? What is the evangelical faith? Are there other ways to view major issues like hell, um, LGBTQ issues? Um, can we rethink this stuff? Is it is it is there space for us here? And so that's what kind of led me to launch the New Evangelicals um, Instagram page because I knew that there were so many of us who were in this really weird tension of all we've ever known is the Evangelical Church, but there's got to be more out there, especially seeing on top of the political issues, especially seeing how the church has handled, um, you know, the, uh, the race issue in America is just so disheartening to see Christians label it woke or liberal or Marxist as, as people, um, who are, you know, black Americans or indigenous people, um, um, Asian minority groups being oppressed or being killed at the hands of, the, of police. It's just so discouraging to read, the words of Jesus, and then to see the expression of that so not the same thing at all. So I say all that because that's where I am. That's me being honest. I am very much in tension with so many of these things. I'm not claiming to have it figured out, but that's why I started this podcast. I am a humongous believer that we need a space where people can be heard. And so this is not about me monologuing every single episode. In fact, I hate to monologue. I'm just doing this as a first a first episode to, for you guys to uh, guys and girls to know me. But the whole point of this podcast is to get people on to stretch our thinking, to give us perspective. I'm not sure the ratio of 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 people who are liberal versus versus, you know, conservative, but my goal is just to is to bring people on here 
who need to be heard, who have, who have unique perspectives, who have been through some of this stuff, who know more than us, who are in academia. Um, that is the goal with this podcast. I just want to expose us to as many different perspectives as possible because the reality is, friends, once you start realizing how big the Christian faith is, you start realizing how narrow what we grew up in actually was. And that's such an important realization because newsflash for all of us, the evangelical tradition that we're a part of is pretty brand spanking new and needs to be viewed that way. That doesn't mean that it's all wrong or all bad, but that doesn't mean that it's gospel or that it's always been this way either. So um, that being said, I want to give two caveats. So um, deconstructing is a very big thing right now. I'm going through it, but I want to be clear about something. I am not here to tell you how to deconstruct. I'm not here to tell you that if you deconstruct out of the Christian faith, you've done it wrong. That is not what I'm here to do. People deconstruct for different reasons and they land in different spots. And honestly, part of the deconstructing process is that you don't know where you're going to land. That's what makes it so scary. That's what makes it so anxiety inducing. And trust me, I've been there. I'm still there. So if that's you, if that's if you're someone who's in that spot, you are not alone. You are in good, safe company and you are welcome here. Number two, it's really important to me that you all... Um, are engaged not only with this podcast, but with our community. And I don't say that because I make money. I make, at this point, not a penny off of anything that you guys do, whether you send me a message or whether you're part of my uh, Instagram account or you're part of our Facebook community or you do our book club. There is no cost for any of this. I'm simply saying this because I realize that in this community, people, for some reason, the culture seems to be a very open-handed culture of wanting to listen to other perspectives, even if they don't agree. And that's so important for all of us. And the last thing I'll say is how can you guys, uh, there it is again, how can you friends help support this podcast? Honestly, it's very simple. If you can subscribe to this podcast, if you can share this podcast, and if you could give us a rating on iTunes, that would be great. We are in this together. I can't emphasize this enough. You might feel really alone. In fact, I get a lot of messages in my Instagram account often of people saying how grateful they are that they found this account because they have no one to talk to. Let me just tell you right now, you are not alone in this process. I know it is scary, but there are millions of us who are in this really weird tension of we're still committed to Jesus in some way, shape, or form, but we have no clue what it looks like, and we know it does not look like the current American evangelical church model that we grew up in for a lot of reasons, and we're going to dig into all of those over time. So, all right, I've been talking for 10 and a half minutes. That is long enough. I just want to say thank you for the support. Thank you for being here. I truly look forward to what we're going to be doing together. Talk to you all soon. That's the sound of me prepping the grill with Reynolds Wrap. And the sound of me not doing dishes. And the sound of me spending more time outside with my family. Easy prep, cook, and clean. Make time with Reynolds Wrap. I like the sound of that.